therapist, physical therapist on the internet. Hi, folks. Brad Heineck, physical therapist. And I'm Paul Reitman, physical therapist as well. And I'm exactly one half of the Bob and Brad channel. However, Bob isn't here today. He's having fun somewhere. Actually, it's very cold out today. Uh, and Paul drove all the way out from La Crosse to work with us. And he's going to talk to us about, what are we talking about? Physical therapy school so and admissions. Anybody out there interested in becoming a physical therapist, this information is really going to help you out with a lot of questions that you probably have. I know this is going to be good because he's going to talk about what it takes now and what future schools are actually evolving and changing to fit the needs of students, right? Today's student, correct. And yes. let's, let's get some of your background as far as how you know this. Yeah, so I've been at uh, University of Wisconsin La Crosse in their physical therapy program for the last 20 years as a full time faculty. And then also for the last probably 10 years now, have been the chair of the admissions committee at UW La Crosse. Prior to that, served on the committee for about five years. So I have about 15 years of admissions experience um, working with uh, reviewing applications, um, identifying how or what applicants look strong, what applicants don't look strong, and then um, providing them admission to the PT program. So you're part of the decision making on the individuals who you say, I think this is a good person for yes. our PT school, this person maybe not. Yes. I'm one of four on the committee that make the final decisions, yep. but yes. Okay. And so this information, you're at UWL, I'm a alumni there as well, um, but I think this information will kind of be across the whole United States, right? <laughs> yes. Every, every school has kind of unique admission standards, mm -hmm. but for the most part, there's specific things that a lot of the schools really look for these days yep. in the applicants um, of their program. Sure. Sure. So did you have a place you wanted to start? I had, because so, if there's people out here that are just thinking about, do I want to be a therapist or not? Or they know they want to and how to apply. Right. Well, you just to go ahead. Right. So I think the best place to start with anyone who's interested in applying to PT uh, school is on a website called PTCAS. So it's a centralized application website. Uh, it's very similar to a lot of the other uh, healthcare professions now that have a centralized application where you really fill out one application and then you can submit it to many programs mm -hmm. across sure. the country. Um, what it also provides though for you is all the programs that it enlist into PTCAST and gives you some details about those programs in terms of how many students do they accept, whether admission standards, um, just some really baseline information about what they look for in their applicants. And typically, can you go to a PT school? Do you have to have your bachelor's first? Or can you do like a three-year, not get your right. bachelor's, and then roll into the PT school? Good question. So a lot of the programs right now um, are of the traditional four years of an undergrad degree. And we'll talk about kind of what the best or the ideal I undergrad degree is. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's three years of PT school. So it's a total of seven years. Okay? And then you get your doctorate. And then you become a doctorate of physical therapy and you can practice as a doctorate in the, of physical so therapy. So you get to be called doctor. You do. Yes. You still have to um, complete a, a licensing board exam yep. for the state that you work in. And that's almost with all healthcare providers sure. have yep. to practice a, or have to complete a licensing exam. 
but uh, once you complete the PT school, then you're qualified to sit for that exam. And this is different than a PhD? It's different than a PhD. So this is considered a clinical doctorate. Okay. Uh, so you certainly have um, some coursework that mimics a PhD, but not the extent of the research that you would I get see. with a PhD. Sure. Instead, what it does, though, is it trains you to become a clinician in the field of physical therapy. And work in a variety of different settings. Right. I know I've had students from UWL work with me. I'm telling you, you guys do a good job because well, thank you. I'm thinking, yeah, these people were farther ahead in their knowledge and skills than I was when I was like with you. Yep. Because they had an extra year and good instructors like you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So good. So if someone listened to this and say, well, that sounds good. And you have any like, personalities or you said people right. that you're you're looking for right so i think what we should probably start with is probably um so if you're interested in physical therapy school you need to start thinking about first about what the prerequisites are to mm. get into or to apply so majority of pt schools have prerequisites that they require you to take prior to applying to the pt program um, and the majority of those are science courses so biology chemistry physics anatomy and physiology, psychology, statistics, those are kind of the core foundational mm. um, prerequisites that most PT schools require. And then each PT school has its own kind of unique requirements as well. So that's where going on to PT CAS, you can identify what those prerequisites are, or if you so choose, go on to each PT program's website, and on each PT program's website, they'll have the list of the prerequisites that are required. So that's the first thing. Second thing is then start deciding, you know, what is a good undergraduate degree for you to pursue? Sure. Um, and that's always one of the major questions. If they're, let's say, a freshman in college and they know they want to get to the PT school, they always ask, what is the best undergrad yep. um, degree? And I'm going to tell almost everyone across the board right now, the best PT degree to get into is the one that most interests the person. Sure. Okay? Yep. So if I tell everyone to get a biology degree and they hate biology, <laughs> boy, they've got a long four years ahead of them. Right. So really choose any sort of undergraduate degree that is of most interest to them. Sure. As long as they meet those prerequisites for the PT program, it doesn't matter what your undergraduate degree is. So I'm going to go off the edge. What if someone's interested in oh, psychology? Right. Now that's not, well, the clinical, you know, there's a lot of psychology involved with treating a patient. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so that would all fall into place yes. too. So they can, um, I mean, we've had at UW-La Crosse, we've had cake design as their undergraduate oh, degree. You, no way. There's no <laughs> such thing. There is such really? a thing as cake design. I got to look into it. But they went back to school to get their prerequisites. Okay. So they, you know. So they kind of went a, a different route than most people sure. go. But let's say you will use psychology. So if you choose psychology as your undergraduate degree, then you just have to make sure that you also hit those sciences sure. in your studies to um, satisfy the requirements to get into the PT program. And pretty much for every school across the nation, I'm assuming GPA is, they want to have a pretty high GPA. Right. So similar to what we're trying to do at UW Lacrosse, <clears throat> we're really trying to now develop a holistic approach to evaluating mm. those people who are applying to the program. Okay. So that does include GPA. So your prerequisite GPA, which are the, um, 
the the grades that you get in those prerequisite courses, but then your overall GPA as well. So yes, that sure. does apply. Um, a GRE score, the GRE is kind of the equivalent of an ACT sure. for grad school. Yep. So some PT programs are requiring a GRE, some are not. Okay. So at UW-La Crosse, we still require a GRE. And it's a standardized way to assess all students on an equal level, yep. right? So, yep. and then the holistic part of it is what types of outside opportunities or experiences mm. has the student engaged in? So we look for leadership. We look for um, healthcare experiences. Right. We look for any sort of interaction with people um, who let's say have physical or emotional or psychological um, delays that require some sort of interaction with uh, the student and those individuals. Sure. It just prepares them much better to become a physical therapist right. in the future. Right. So it's not just grades and it's not just standardized exams, but it's also um, what have they done to kind of improve their um, ability to work and interact with individuals. So and I'm assuming, like I said, if you're in the medical field, if you're at a physical therapy aid, I think, yes. would be ideal. Yeah. Then they have a direct experience of what day-to-day -day work is yes. for a therapist. Yes. But the unfortunate thing is there's a lot of people interested in physical therapy school that don't have the opportunity to work as yes. a physical therapy yep. aid. Mm -hmm. So people think, ah, then I shouldn't get any other job. So really, it's any sort of opportunity sure. that they're working with people. The ideal would be everyone to you know become an aid for All a right. period of time. But that's just not realistic. So I can give you a, a really oddball example of how someone got into therapy without any medical history. That's myself. Yeah. I worked in industry, worked yes. on large industrial equipment, electrical equipment for 10 years. <laughs> Sold my part of the business and went to school to be a PT. I didn't even know what a PT did, really. Right. And I worked my way into it. And I was passionate about school. And I, I don't know. I. I don't know what happened, right? You know, but here I am on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but you display that you were able to hold a job for ten years. You display that you're in a leadership position, that yeah. you're able to manage a business. Sure. All those things are things that we look for now, right. um, not just how good you did in your undergraduate studies, right? right? Or how I, yeah. Well so you did, I my point say. is, if you think you want to be a PT yeah. and you're somewhere else in a completely different world, it. It can be a benefit. It can, yes, it can be a benefit. We've had teachers who, again, we've had a lot of people actually who've decided that the career, that path that they're following right now is not for them. Mm -hmm. And they've chosen to go a different career sure. path such as yourself. And they do have to go back, get some of the prerequisites. Um, and once they complete those, then apply to the PT program. Right. Oh, and I do want to ask, because I have a feeling there's going to be a number of physical therapy assistants out there wondering, well, I've been doing this. Maybe they should, maybe, does that help quite a bit or does it depend on the individual? It does help because they have that perspective of what the profession is. Yes. Right. The unfortunate thing is, is that a PT assistant degree does not qualify them to apply to the PT program. Sure. They still have to go back and get extra training in some of the advanced sciences right. before they can apply. Right. So that's the challenge. We love it though when PT assistants apply to our program uh, because they do have that background, but we don't get a lot of them because it is kind of a challenge to go back to school once you've been out practicing right. for a while. Well, you know, Aaron Cast, yes. he worked for us as a PTA. Mm -hmm. 
and then we lost him. We, he was my one of my best yeah. employees. But he did take the extra classes, like for yep. a year, year and a half at least, before he could even apply. So he was and did a great job. Yeah, he he, and, yeah. and he's been out working. Uh, he's got kids and everything. Yeah, now. we don't want to tell him that he's a good PT, but. Well, I guess we just did. Yeah, he might be watching. You never know. <laughs> Actually, he's done a few videos. He got certified for uh, lymphedema. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. And so he did some uh, classes or videos with us. Very helpful. Very, very nice Neat. videos. Good. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, well, that's interesting. Is there another point we want to bring up? So, yeah, just um, if you are searching out PT programs right now, do your homework. There's a lot of different opportunities out there, options that exist. So, I mentioned. UW Lacrosse is the traditional four plus three. There is an avenue where you can go a three plus three, so three years of undergraduate degrees, and then get undergraduate degree work, and then go to PT program. So it cuts a one year off. So there's a lot of schools um, that are kind of adopting that hybrid program now. So you've, you, when you're a junior, you're applying. You're applying as okay. a junior. Sure. Yep. Uh, so. But those are specific to uh, specific undergraduate degrees. And again, there are um, some programs. So if we just talk about the state of Wisconsin, Marquette, Carroll have those opportunities where you can go three years and then apply into a PT program in your fourth year. Sure. Um, yeah. So again, UW La Crosse has that option as well. And some of the other state schools do as well. Um, and then there's some unique hybrid programs that are out there now with smaller private institutions mm -hmm. where it's more intended for those individuals who uh, maybe are choosing PT as a second career or maybe don't want to um, uproot and live in a different uh, location where they can take a lot of the coursework online mm -hmm. and then they have to go to the university maybe three or four times a year, spend about a week and a half, two weeks there to do a lot of the hands-on coursework. Sure. Those are unique. Those are starting to pop up a little bit more across the country but you're going to have to do your homework on those um, to find out where they exist. Right, right. Like So, yeah, it is a matter of sitting down at the computer and right. start searching right. for all these schools and see what your options yes. are. Yes. Those programs aren't for everyone, though. I mean, again, there's not as much the face-to-face -face interaction that you get with a traditional program sure. such as ours. Um, so I'm a little biased, of course, and I think those are probably, you know, a good route to go. Yeah. But for some people who are more self-directed learning, they, they do, they might succeed in these uh, hybrid programs. Sure. I just, I keep interrupting. Maybe That's I fine. But I remember Interrupt. when I was in school, you're behind me. There was a woman, she had two or three children that were like in yes. middle school and she, she went back to school. Right. And, and she did outstanding. And I can think of actually another PTA that worked for us. And she left to become a, a PT too. Right. And she had two or three kids. Right. I mean, so there's these people who are motivated, they're smart, and you don't have to be a traditional student. Exactly. So we do call them non traditional students. Mm -hmm. And we really enjoy having those non traditional students in the classroom because they provide a certain amount of leadership to the class because mm. they've been out, they've been working, they've, they know what the world is like <laughs> out there. Um, and they have a positive influence on a lot of the students who've kind of been doing the more traditional route sure. going from yeah. undergraduate degree right into PT. Yeah. So do you have many non-trad or is it so pretty rare? We typically have, we have a class of about 45. Yep. And I would tend to think somewhere between five to ten. Oh, we really? Non-traditional oh. every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in, I was an on-trad, and then we had two or three other. She had one woman. She was fifty-three years old. Right. Went back to school. Did right. you know her? No. Oh. But we've had we've had a few. That, really? Yeah. Yeah. Not many of the, that. 
Yeah, that, that was kind of rare, I think. But you know, she now you do remember that when you were in PT school, though, Brad, they were still writing on chalkboards. And <laughs> That's <using> true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think you yes. had to go back in the you know behind the building and actually clap the <laughs> yeah the yeah get the chalk dust. Yeah, that it. was if you were bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what about job uh, future? Growth uh, future growth right now is positive mm -hmm. still. Um, there's been more PT programs that have been popping up which obviously means there's going to be more PTs in the job market. Sure. But. Um, Always least, a but. <laughs> yeah, but our professional organization has kind of been keeping an eye on this. And at least right now, it looks like there's still a positive um, job market that will exist for the next 10 to 15 years okay. as the age of the population continues sure. to grow. Sure. There's going to continue to be need for physical therapists. And as far as wages, because everyone wants to know how much yeah. you're going to make. I mean, can you just give you a range it's, from 10000 to 20000 Right. So I think the, the <laughs> wages right now probably are somewhere between 60000 all the way up to maybe 90000 sure. or 100000 yep. But it really depends on the location sure. of where you go. Yep. So ironically, in some of the larger metropolitan cities, the pay wage isn't quite as high. Oh, really? Because there's a greater amount of PTs sure, in those supply areas. And demand. It's in the small rural areas mm -hmm. where the wages are somewhat higher because the demand is so much higher right. for them. What about traveling PTs? Traveling PT still exists. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not quite what it used to be probably 20 years ago, but there still are opportunities for you. Sure. So if you want to, you know, uh, experience short-term employment at different locations where they're in a dire need of PTs, right. they'll you know, put you up in certain residences and have you work for sure. six weeks to three months yeah. at locations. And the pay for that, from what I've heard, pay has always been pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. you know, but then you're jumping around, you have to. You're jumping around, you're not really establishing yourself anywhere. But some people want to do that but right. Right, right out of school. Exactly. Right. Um, I think. I would have. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was married and had a child at the time, so that didn't. It didn't help. <laughs> that right? didn't work that way. But <laughs> I mean, you know, if I was 25, you know, I was 35 or 36 when I yeah. graduated. So I moved right out, right out of PT school down to Chicago, and that was fun. And I was able to rotate around Chicago. Sure. Working at a couple different clinics. Sure. So yeah. living in the big city was fun. I got it out of my system and now I'm into a smaller <laughs> town. Back to small town, <laughs> Wisconsin. Right. All right. Uh, anything else? I think we've covered a lot I of ground. I think we've covered it all, yeah. Tanner, do you have any questions? Any comments? You want to be a PT? <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday. Uh, all right. Well, very good. I hope this was helpful for you. And I'm glad Paul could come in and give you some direct information from his point of view. So good luck if you want to be a PT. And I say, if you want to, you can. So good, good going. Yep. Thank you very much for this <laughs> yeah. opportunity. All right. Have a good day.